Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Hello! It's me! I'm back! Did you miss me? I mean, it's only been a week, or actually been just a couple days, you know, since we got the last show out. And you know what? This week... Uh, it's such a loaded week and uh, some unexpected surprises that we're actually going to manage to get probably two shows out here that I'm going to try to release both before the Thanksgiving holiday. So if you need a little time with me, you know, I know you're you're disappointed. I'm not going to be there at your Thanksgiving table with you, but now you can play an extra episode, a bonus episode there at the meal table. And it's just like I'm sitting there stuffing my face, having conversation with you. So enjoy when that comes out. So, yes, two episodes this week uh, because, you know, we had... We had some big news kind of stuff drop, which I'm not really going to focus on news because we had a D- Destination D23 this week. I, I didn't really get a chance to pay attention to it. Wasn't that concerned with it. I had other things on my mind. In fact, I was I was feeling a little haunted. How about you, Phil? Oh, yeah. Big time haunted. A little bit haunted. So uh, we had to bust some ghosts and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, develop a little bit of an afterlife, I guess. <laughs> That's right. We're we're not worried about the ghost of Christmas, this or that right now. We're still worrying with the ghosts of busting such things of our past and of things a given. Well, you know, I'm a little worried about the ghost of the turkey coming back to get his revenge on us for eating him. Uh, You bet. (laughs) Goodness. Oh, it was lousy. (laughs) But that was one of the first things I've seen on cable. It was really terrible. So they, they decided to, instead of have Halloween, they had Thanksgiving. And it was supposed to be on Good Friday or something like that. It was lousy. But, you know, <laughs> as kids, we had a good a bad Friday, sense of humor. And a, yeah. Uh, so we had Black Friday instead of uh, that's uh, a good Friday. I'm sorry. Yeah, you said Good no, Friday. That's no, a totally no, different no, holiday. I, I apologize. Yeah, completely <laughs> good, wrong Friday. Wrong yeah. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we had Black Friday. But anyway, it was on Thanksgiving that uh, they decided to to make this horrible film. We had a bad sense of humor, and yet we had a good time. <laughs> yeah, I remember the opening shot was like the the fully cooked turkey, and then the following shot suddenly it was nothing but sh- turkey bones. Yeah, 
I wasn't even there for that. I wasn't even in there for that. So I at least I don't have to take credit for it. Or should I say blame? Yeah. (laughs) And I remember there was one thing that just cracked me up where they were trying to pass a signal to have the killer jump from behind the the side of the house to kill somebody. And they knock on the wall so we can hear that they're about to round the corner so he can jump out. (laughs) Oh, kids. But boy, we had so much fun back then with that camera. My grandma was was so awesome because (laughs) she meant, except for maybe trying to actually literally kill one another, she would nearly film anything for us <laughs> she really would she was great that way <laughs> i bet somewhere there's a whole collection of all your little movies somewhere on videotape <laughs> well from what i understand my brother and cousin and others are putting some of that stuff together to really really hurt us and make us watch it <laughs> oh man because you know what that movie you made for me off of my old uh, comic characters back when it was called the ghost you know you mm-hmm. i don't have that tape anymore because i loaned it to somebody and uh, heck, that tape had not only uh, not only that, but it also had uh, Kung Fused, which is the movie I made in high school. Uh, oh it was goodness. actually a class project. It had that that tape had that on there, and uh, I loaned it to a guy when I was working at Worlds of Fun, and then he got fired, and I never saw him again. I lost the tape. Oh man! Well, <laughs> if I ever find anywhere find some of that old stuff we'll yeah. see if we can find because boy oh boy it's embarrassing it's, but it's funny though it's fun though it's fun <laughs> it's fun embarrassing because you know yeah yeah you, you hang your head but at the same time at the same time it also makes you bring back a lot of good memories yeah. too so like the movie we made supers which i don't yes. think we'll ever make a sequel to which at one point i yeah. think we were gonna but yeah I, I just don't have that kind of time anymore and that's to do it right the, would take the, a lot more equipment thing, than i got the fun thing about it is now, because I'm bald, I have to be bald at this moment. It'd be great. I could play Lex and Superman. <laughs> uh, actually, I think you're going to be playing the Kingpin. Totally. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I, I could. I could play Lex and Superman. I could be both. That'd be funny oh, to goodness. see me do both. Oh, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have that plastic wig to make you look like Superman again. So Yes, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be oh, funny. Oh, yes. So, of course, you're halfway bald by choice because you decided to just go ahead and shave your head and after you were losing oh, so much hair. Anyway. Had to. Yeah. What that wasn't the actual reasoning. What happened in the hospital, they they uh put they ripped some they hair out. <laughs> they ripped hair out by accident and it's not growing back just yet. So therefore I was like, uh, I can't. There's so many basically patches missing, and it's like, all right, that's it. It's either go with missing hair on different parts of you or just be bald. I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, fine, bald. That's it. Yeah. Uh. Well, I do have one thing I need to make sure I announce uh, with uh, this Wednesday in Con- in I think I keep wanting to call it Encantado, but it's just Encanto or whatever. The new Disney movie opens Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it yet. And yeah, it does en- look good, Encanto. Though. Yeah, it looks good. Unfortunately, I'm probably going to be quarantined for the next couple of weeks. Uh, my wife may have COVID. She's been very sick. Uh, y'all know, probably you know we haven't had uh, the bio nerd Heather on in a long, long time, uh, but she's been quite sick. And this morning uh, announced to me that, you know what, I can't taste anything. Uh, so she's going to get checked tomorrow. So I am locking myself here, uh, which means I can't get out to see the movie to do a review of it. So if anybody gets some thoughts on it, please feel free to send them podcast and neverlandpodcast.com. And I'll get out and get a chance to see it uh, when uh, it's, it's safe for me to be amongst people again, <laughs> just in case, you know. So the nice thing is I can work from home with my job uh, and I have been I, and I have all the software I need here at home. Uh, we got to 
I got to retweak a few things at my work computer where I was uh, logging in remotely, but uh, the hard drive needed to be swapped out or whatever. Uh, there were some weird problems going on. It kept shutting it. The computer kept shutting itself off, which means I can't get in remotely if it shuts off. So uh, tomorrow I'm going to have to call our IT guy and say, oh, well, here for, you, you need admin rights in order to uh, install the remote thing for Google. Uh, and then I'll be able to remotely get into that computer. But other than that, at least uh, I have a laptop here that's a work laptop that I can actually access our servers and get to my files and uh, uh, I can create some ads and edit video actually on my home computer as long as I can get to the files. So it's a, it's going to work itself out, and I'll be able to work for it in the next couple days before uh, Thanksgiving. So, but you know, and I pray and hope that she doesn't have it. Right, I, I'd be yeah. great and hope for that, and hopefully, 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 she doesn't. Well, if she doesn't, then uh, I will be in movie theaters on Wednesday to go watch Encanto. <laughs> I think it's Encanto because it's like Enchanted, but it's uh, in uh, right. in the Spanish language, I believe. So, in, it's Encanto. speaking of Enchanted, <laughs> we got a sequel coming. Yes, thank goodness. I've been wanting that for a long time. What was it, Jeremy? Was it 2007, wasn't it, when the first one came? I don't even remember. That was a long time ago. It, it was 2007. I remember that now. That's right, 2007. Yeah, and we uh, discussed this last week. Well, actually, for the last couple of weeks, you haven't been able to be on with me. I've had to record no, these kind of on my own. I got. Right. I'm getting used to a new schedule, and I'm working full time again. And so I got. If I don't record these things over the weekend, they just don't get recorded until like when I get to get a spare chance sometime. But oh, I've I've been so messed up with uh, the time change and also getting back to a normal schedule. Well, normal for the rest of y'all folks, where I get off work, but then I'm I'm tired because. I used to, you know, I'd crash at seven because uh, I was getting up so early. Now, because of the time change, I was crashing at six. So that's like getting off work at five, eating something and then collapsing. <laughs> so. Yes. And, and unfortunately, you know, I like to join you, but usually uh, I'm also a pastor. So sometimes I'm not able to. And also I bet not the greatest health. So sometimes it interferes. <laughs> yeah. So we're working that out and I need to get lost boy Eric on. But uh, ever since COVID, he's having to do a lot of overtime and he's working so many extra hours that it's just on a weekday. Uh, it's difficult for him, and he has to have some time with his family on the weekend, so uh, it can be difficult to coordinate, but uh, we're working on that. Oh, but we are going to hear from Lost Boy Eric. In fact, he's got a review of Ghostbusters. He sent me some audio. He's, he he typed up a Good. very cool little story on Facebook, and I says, can you record that and send that to me? And he did. So we do have a little bit of audio from Lost Boy Eric to hear about his thoughts on Ghostbusters. But before we start discussing some memories of Ghostbusters in our review, and I already mentioned there will be no news, and I didn't grab any new trailers this week because we've Golly, the last couple of shows has been a trailer mess. It's just been nothing but trailers. A trailer um, park. <laughs> it, it has been. We've been hanging out in that trailer park so much that I think I've lost a couple more of my front teeth. So, it was a trailer storm. <laughs> it was a trailer, yeah. We down, about done darn lost the whole thing in a fall tornado. <laughs> so, all right. I'm, hopefully, I'm not offending some of you people who are living that. You know, we're just teasing. Um, yes. Yes. I kind of, I got to make fun of my Missouri, yes, because I'm a, we got Missouri, depending upon where you're at, if you go south of the river, you might find people with a completely different accent than what we got up here and up north in Missouri. Yeah, that's true. I, I, fact, I, I, I got relatives that talk. In fact, oh, that reminds me. Oh, goodness sakes. I keep forgetting to record these stories for, uh, there, there's a podcast called That's story show and we've had of course uh, one of their main hosts on there James Kennison on uh, and I've been on his show he's been over here uh, but I've got some stories I, I need to I, I told him one of these stories of so some stuff that happened to me down in Lebanon which I will be recording and sending in to him but that's you go to Lebanon and you'll find out how much the Missouri Southern accents how bad it is because mm -hmm, I had some yeah. family live down in it 
oh yes, I got some stories I'm a tell, and it will be on his podcast. So you know, make sure you're listening to that show because it's you need a good funny laugh. Uh, but I, where was I going before I got on this tangent? Um, let's see. Oh, that's right, host chatter. I'm not even. I didn't even pull up my show notes because I'm like, you know what? This entire show is just going to be Ghostbusters fun. But of course, it's always fun to talk about what are you watching, what are you playing. Uh, I, I don't know if I had anything particular that I was watching this week. Um, other than the tell you later, uh, well, it's kind of, I guess you call it a podcast, tell you later. And I may have mentioned this before. It's on YouTube. This is where Katie Lee and Will Ryan, uh, which we've had both on the show. And by the way, that's going to be why we have a, a, a special episode because Will Ryan unfortunately passed away after a bout with cancer. And oh, we're going to talk about that in another episode. Shame. There's so much to talk about with that and so much to share. I thought, you know what? I can make an entire episode of that. Uh, but they have done a show together for the past year or more. Uh, and it's just a delight to watch. And so, you know what? I, I After hearing a Will's passing, I I just started watching, you know, all the ones. That I, I haven't seen every single one of them yet and everything because I got busy with things. But uh, it's been just nice to watch those. And uh, I mean, Will was okay. Well, I'll save it for the next one. You know, Will was yes. just, just such a great talent and everything. But so that's kind of what I've been watching. Have you been watching anything special other than, the, of course, the movie we're going to review? <laughs> well, yeah, in a sense. Go, and it does connect with the film. But my nephew... Uh, who's out seeing the film right now, actually, as we're speaking. Uh, my uh, nephew had never, he's always heard, he loves the 80s, by the way, which he's so much like me. He's like another version of me. I love him so much. He's a great kid. Uh, but anyway, uh, what's kind of sound arrogant in a way that I said that anyhow, he uh, <laughs> he has heard a lot about the Ghostbusters. He even dressed as Ghostbusters a year or two ago, but has never seen any of it. Uh, has always been curious of it, been likes the song because it's 80s, you know, but he was always curious of it and assumed he wouldn't be able to see the new film. So he was not ever seen it and thought he might not be able to and was worried about seeing uh, any of it because he figured since he wasn't going to see a new film, well, his father decided to take him tonight, but he wasn't going to be able to if he hadn't seen the, new, uh, seen the other film. So I decided this weekend while he was staying over here that I would show him both one and two and some of the cartoons and play the video game from 2011 with him. And he, so he'd been, he got through most of it and enjoyed it in, immensely. So much so, Jeremy, you'll like this. Back in 1985, no, it was 84, going into 85, um, I got to see the film on video or something like that. Uh, uh, I can't remember exactly, but anyhow, uh, the year my father had a little pin, like one that you wear and it was, uh, my father had it and let me borrow it for a while. And some kid broke it. I thought for a time oh. and I was heartbroken. My father was able to fix it and he didn't tell me for a long time. And he gave it to me before he left this world. And, uh, today I gave it to my nephew, Freddie and it said from one Fred to another, and I uh, uh, gave it to him and he put it on. He said, I'll take care of it till the day I die. <laughs> Such uh, a sweetheart. What's and the he pin said he Oh, uh, the Ghostbuster symbol oh, from nice. 1980, from 1984. I mean, cool. it's the, it's that old, you can tell it's aged, you know, how mm. it kind of goes kind of a yellowish, you know, tint to it. Yeah. But, but to me, it means a lot because my dad, but I thought, it, it, you know what? I never wear it. And I only have it for, I thought I'm going to give it to him. Let him know they came from his grandpa. Because unfortunately, my dad died before Freddie was born. So yeah. and Freddie's named after him. So I thought, well, you know, and it's, so he said he's going to wear it when he goes to the movies tonight, you know, nice. so the house, how sweet. So that to me, uh, this kind of stuff, uh, I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that I could just hang on to forever. I love having special times with the little ones doing that, you know, yeah. family type of things, especially 
I don't know, because he does remind me so much of me. He was even playing with some of the old toys of the real Ghostbusters and all that. And he, uh, he was actually hanging on to uh, some of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man toy I have over there. And he uh, he was loving it. He goes, man, I wish I could have been a kid when you was a kid. He goes, we would have so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he goes, I love the Ghostbusters. He goes, I, I hate that I hadn't been able to enjoy it with you all this time. But anyway, I'm yeah. glad to get to share all that. Yeah, we're we're. Basically, almost you're hopping us into our topical stuff. So, um, but so the other thing I know you've been playing, other than I guess the Ghostbusters game, which you need to complete, uh, the yeah, Call of Duty Vanguard. I, uh, I, oh, I figured yes. we got to play that, and which that's pretty fun. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. You want me? You want me to share a little bit of that? Oh uh, well, I guess we could give a quick review. I mean, yeah, you already yeah, kind of shared a, a lot of what you were playing. You know, but. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I've been playing some. One of the things I, I really enjoy about but that game, besides the fact that the it's for PS5. And it, I mean to tell you that noise of it, I mean, by that I mean the sound effects, you can hear far from in the background. And I'm telling now look, I mean, you can hear people like making echoes and stuff for bullets and, and bombs, stuff going off. So it almost sounds like it's going around you. And I don't have speakers behind me, but because it's going off in your controller, in the control of it, you know, you can feel it. Oh, and yeah. hear it going up behind you. And you're like, oh my gosh. And I, I guess you could say it wasn't stupid. It was kind of neat, but I stupidly or whatever had the lights off down here <laughs> while I was playing it. And, and I felt like I, I'd hear, uh, they were looking for me in this, uh, this, uh, building and I could hear, he's around here. He's around here. And I could hear the Germans looking for me. And I was scared to death. I was terrified. <laughs> I, I was like getting really nervous. I thought like, they're going to get me. They're and coming for it, you. It, you, you talk about really feeling it. You yeah. can feel like, so I can hear the bullets buzzing near my ear. And I mean, you really feel it. And uh, I love it. It's a tremendous game. And the graphics are awesome. I love every level is wonderful. Every single time you can get a new battleground. Oh, I just love it. I adore it. Yeah. I actually played something that's kind of special this week. Uh, other that? than, you know, I, of course I've been, I've been playing through the uncharted games again, but uh, I had heard a while back but I waited until this week to play it. But uh, there's a game for the PS4, and I don't know if PS5 probably you know can still play it. But it's, uh, in Dreams. Now, this if you happen to be somebody who was playing like Disney Infinity and you enjoyed building games, and this game would be something for you because it's it's basically people are creating games, which I haven't tried to make anything. I, it's very kind of complex, and I haven't really gotten into it. I've, I've just basically sampled what some other people made. But Sony actually got some people to make a Ghostbusters Afterlife. Life game, and if you go actually to the the YouTube channel, which is the uh, Neverland Gaming official channel or Neverland official gaming channel, one of those like that. If you put in the words Neverland official and gaming, you'll find the channel. Uh, but I sat down and I played that on In Dreams, and it's uh, there's not a lot to it. You're basically just kind of standing in a room, and you can move around your your uh, proton blaster there, uh, and you're trying to catch munchers as they you know one at a time a muncher will pop up, and every time you snag one, a trap will pop open. You got to try to drag him over and put him in the trap, and then little uh, marshmallow mini puffs will be popping out. And you kind of shoot them, and then a terror dog will sneak in the sides, and it's basically like a little shooting gallery. It was it was fun. I played with that a little bit, and you can find the video of me playing that over on the YouTube channel. Uh, there's something else I started playing with that one. What was it? Now that's the game I started. I bought a week ago and haven't got to play it. But dreams. Oh, you went and got a copy now. I I did. Now I haven't got to do anything with it because I don't know what I'm doing. I might actually have to figure out how to do it. Yeah, but, it's, but yeah, it's confusing. It really is. But I'm going to learn how because it looks fun. 
And uh, go ahead. I didn't mean to yeah. cut you off. Uh, the other thing is right now uh, on the PS ne- uh, shopping network, whatever you want to call it, the, you know, where you buy digital copies, they yeah. started their Black Friday sales already. And there's a really? lot of stuff on sale. And something that recently came up for grabs. Um, now, I already had the Skyrim uh, special edition. Uh, but they've recently now put out an anniversary edition because believe it or not, that game, what is it? Did they say 10 years? Seriously? I'm like, I, is really? It, I think it, 10 years of Skyrim, which, you know, it still holds up. Um, but they, so they put out an anniversary edition. And if you had the special edition for just a small additional fee, you could get the upgrades to the anniversary edition. And oh, really? it, was, it was part that's, of a Black you know, Friday nice. sale. Yeah. It was part of a Black Friday thing. So I went ahead and done that. So I started actually yesterday sitting down and I got a story on this one. That's why I got to talk about this. So I sat down to play some Skyrim and now I have completed the main story. And I went and I learned all the, the fun tricks of where if you learn, if you get good at the right alchemy, uh, you can start making items that will boost your stats when you're when you're fixing up your weapons and stuff in your armor. So, I mean, I've got armor that I wear that I can pick any lock. I can pick any pocket. I, I can never die. Uh, I mean, and I got a sword that kills everything in one hit. I got a bow that oh, kills so everything in one hit. I am I am I am He Man. Okay, you're all t- I thought you were Goonie because Goonies never say die. <laughs> well, I, I can say die. Uh, I did actually. There's a black book thing that you can collect these black books that something went wrong and I was actually uh, defeated in there. I don't know what went wrong, uh, but here's what's funny. So I've completed the main story and I have this new uh, Lakeview Manor. I think it's called. I've got my house and it's all fixed up and I have two adopted daughters that live there and a wife that's that stays in there. Well, I went in there to check in on the house and my wife is missing. Now, right before I noticed my wife is missing, uh, I've got a house Carl there that's been assigned to me because uh, you become a thane in a lot of different towns that you visit when you help out the Jarls. Uh, the Jarls are pretty much like the kind of king of town type of person. Uh, and they'll assign somebody to that is like your your guard and your servant. Well, the guard, I went, I showed, I go to my house and the guard goes and I hear them fighting with somebody and they've killed a bandit. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, I, I don't think anything of it. I don't even check the body for anything. So, okay, you killed the bandit. But I go looking around the house and I can't find my wife, but there's my two kids. I'm like, well, where's your mother? And I start, you know, checking around. I go to the, because uh, I, I married a character, Lydia, who's actually one of your guards that you get in the town of Whiterun. I went to go check the house that I had back there. Uh, she's not there. I go check in the, the uh, main area, the Dragon Reach there in Whiterun. Not there. And I'm looking online. It's like, well, normally if you lose track of your your person who was like, who had been your, your, um, servant or whatever before and i married one of them um they they go back to a default place she wasn't in any of those places but then i saw uh, and i didn't think anything of it somebody had mentioned it's like hey you know your your wife can actually get kidnapped by bandits and they'll they'll drop off a ransom note well i hadn't seen any ransom notes so i was like oh well i don't know maybe there's a glitch maybe something went wrong with the anniversary edition so i go on about my business and i'm playing through some side quests and stuff that i hadn't done but then i thought well wait a minute there was that bandit that showed up and was killed that I never got a note from. I go back to the uh, the house, and I find the body of the bandit is still there. I check the body, and there's a ransom note on their body. And I look at it, it says, we have your wife. Go to this location with 500 you know, gold pieces. And uh, so what's funny is none of the characters, none of my enemies seem to realize that I'm He-Man now, and I'm invincible. 
<laughs> I can jump off a mountain and barely get a scratch on me now <laughs> with the armor Call that I've made for bandit. myself. <laughs> so I show up the bandit thing and they come out like, well, glad to see you've listened to reason. Have you brought the money? And one of the options were like, I mean, you're not, you won't be able to enjoy the money after I kill you. And they're like, oh, is that the way it's going to be? I'm like, yes, that's the way it's going to be. And the cool thing about Skyrim is if you do like an insta kill, you'll get like a finishing maneuver. And so basically I grabbed the, uh, the lead bandit that had kidnapped my wife by the head and shoved a sword <laughs> through it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that's what you get for kidnapping my wife. Yeah, uh, He-Man is usually not like that in the cartoon. <laughs> but man, in this world, in this you world, mess with He-Man, you asked for it. You <laughs> asked for it. But it was nice, you know, I went and go to free my wife. And uh, it was just funny. She's like, I knew you'd come for me. It's like, well, I'm, I'm sorry it took me so long, but I didn't realize you'd been kidnapped, you know. So, hey, that's a segue. Speaking of which. <laughs> a new the news part of He-Man's coming on on Netflix. Yes, Revelation. Which uh, do you have a date on that? By the way, I think they said the twenty seventh. I can't see because I'm on the phone. I can't, so I can't look it up. But I believe it's the twenty seventh, isn't it? I don't know. I know. All I know is it's coming up very soon, and of oh, course we'll I, talk about I it when it comes out. At the believe it's the end of the week. Yes. Okay. But anyway, but that, you know you Ruby. said that. It's on. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ruby. Yes. And I'm looking forward to Revelation, the next part. Oh, indeed. Yes, me too. All righty. But so that's normally after now we've gone through what we've kind of been watching, what we've been playing. We would Mm -hmm. jump into a new segment or a trailer segment. But uh, before we get into a review, uh, we're going to talk about some memories. And uh, well, uh, Eric's memory, I'll say for when we get to review, because he shares some great memories, but he also reviews the new film and shares what his thoughts on it are. Uh, So we're just going to transition into talking about the uh, our, our memories of the uh, of the the film franchise of Ghostbusters and all the different fun and heck I remember uh, like before the movie came out the Ray Parker Jr. music video was on MTV oh yeah and watching that thing like oh this is so cool and they had all these different people that I recognized some of the celebrities that popped up that go Ghostbusters and yeah. just that tune just got in my head now the funny part of course about that tune is initially they had spoken with Huey Lewis. Mm-hmm. to drew a theme and he refused and so they went to ray parker jr and says well you know we want something that sounds kind of huey lewis and ray parker jr if you listen he kind of ripped off i want a new drug yeah a little bit a little bit in fact there was a lawsuit over it and they had to have to settle the yeah you're basically if you listen to the baseline it's i want a new drug uh but of but, course it's the original lyrics and everything but it's still it's so catchy it's just a good little tune and to tie it into disney a little bit like he used to do uh, there is or is a somewhat of a Disney uh, lawsuit, <laughs> if you remember right, with uh, with Ghostbusters, all because of the Mickey Mouse situation. You remember? I have no idea what in the world you're talking about. There used to be, there was a lawsuit originally way back when you have to look this up. There was a lawsuit originally because of the whole a weenie scared of a ghost. Oh, oh a, yeah, we ain't a scared of. I ain't, well, no, he didn't even say. Wait, so I ain't a scared of no ghost. Yeah, that's what. Well, anyway, so that, they there were was saying we ain't afraid of no ghost. They were trying to. Say yeah, that, that was ba- oh back goodness. in the day. Back in the day, there was a lawsuit thing about that originally. Oh goodness, uh, because well, because they were Ghostbusters, Mickey and them. They were, well, they were ghost chasers, I believe. S- was say, that what they call them? The Ajax ghost ghost chasers, ghost uh, exterminators. Ghost investigator. Yeah, yeah. but so, but that that they pretty much had come up with that whole thing. So that was there was originally a lawsuit <laughs> back in the eighties about. It. I remember watching on the news about that. Back I in remember the day. if they would, or I wonder if they went after filmation when filmation came up with their Ghostbusters concept that they had the well, live action show originally. There was a, yeah, and then it and it uh, that was in the seventies, and mm-hmm. then in the. Uh, they had uh, that cartoon in 1986 
And yeah, that's exact same because they were like, hey, by, you know what? We own this time. Name. Yeah. By a short, short time, we're talking months or two. They had come up with that uh, copyright for Ghostbusters, the cartoon. And then the the people of, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, Columbia or whatever it was who had the rights to uh, the Ghostbusters we're talking about, mm -hmm. you know, they're like, oh, we were going to come up with a cartoon. So they came up instead with the real Ghostbusters. It's really ingenious. It was almost a the, poke in the eye. Yeah. Well, we're the real Ghostbusters. It was. It was ingenious, Ooh. you know. <laughs> and, but I got to be honest with you, I was watching both cartoons this, uh, this uh, weekend because I showed my nephew the other one too. And, and he liked the beginning of it because filmation was honestly the better animation. Yeah. But, at the same time, story-wise, you know, we got to go back to the, our boys, yeah. you know. And uh, I would, all, in fact, I'll probably have to draw a picture, but I would always wish they had done a comic book or something of the Ghostbusters, you know, filmations and the real Ghostbusters together. That'd been so much fun nowadays. I'm talking. That'd be so much fun. It'd be so incompatible, though, that it just wouldn't work. It's no, entirely incompatible. Hey, if if uh, they can make a comic book of Lionel and He-Man getting together, but that's they compatible. Make, that's yeah, I mean you, those two different planet things. I mean you, you can make you, that work, but when you, you can consider make like happen. when you've got Ghostbusters the filmation where they have this weird thing that they can disperse a ghost like poof, and then in Ghostbusters where you have to capture and trap a ghost. I mean it's you, an entirely and, and it's and really the other ghost when you get into that cartoon with that that filmation where they had that goofy thing where they drop their own and put themselves like in a spider web and have the suit job all this ridiculous you know, sequence they would do to before they got into that car with a gorilla that was wearing a hat and smart enough to help bus go. I mean, that's just, that's, Ace, yeah. that's like, well, then again, you got who framed Roger Rabbit. I was about to about to say, that's like putting bugs bunny in there because you've got a ridiculous cartoon character with a somewhat realistic cartoon character. But you know what? They did Roger Rabbit and you got, you know, an excuse, but yeah. Once you get in the cartoon world, you can make things <laughs> you, happen. You cheat things and work. Here's one that's based on some sort of, you know, spiritualism that Rand Aykroyd was into. And here is whatever the heck they were thinking was the basis for it the other. A, it was a, kind of just a weird cartoony thing, but it was yeah. fun. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, uh, you had that weird thing going on, but back to the. I still uh, want to back up. We haven't gotten to where the movie even came out. Yeah, you jumped. On, up, you jumped two years in the future on me. I did go back to the movie. Let's go back now because I remember the first time I saw it. We, uh, we I think it might have been opening weekend. Uh, we went to the drive-in, and I don't remember what was playing with it at all. I have, I don't remember, but we went to the drive-in to watch Ghostbusters. And, awesome. uh, you know, I, it was weird, the concept of capturing and trapping ghosts. Cause I thought they were going to have these crazy lasers and they were literally going to bust ghosts. Like the ghosts were going to, uh, you're taking the literal form. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be star Wars ish in the, you know, with the blasters, you know, they were going to blast the bunch of ghosts and, you know, it was gonna be like an action thing. And, uh, it was completely different from what I expected. And it was, it was kind of mind blowing. Like, well, this is kind of cool. So that's awesome. I must admit I was late coming to it not in the sense that uh i mean i heard about it you know usually as a kid i'd hear about a lot of things and i'd follow from hearsay uh because the kids at school would tell you everything they show you the books oh, you read along. Yeah. My, my cousins would tell me everything before you see it uh they'd spoil empire for, strikes back for you <laughs> oh yeah but, but in this case i didn't mind because i wanted to see it but my dad being a pastor um you know you kind of in this situation because you already know with, with a spiritual thing in this yeah. sense he didn't know what to expect. Plus he heard there were some sexual things and there was, I mean, you know, yeah. so uh, he had to be very careful because it came from off the minds of people from Saturday Night Live, which right. that's not what you call a moral thing in that, in that sense. So he had to be careful. So 
But he it was when Saturday Night Live was actually funny. So yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, and, and good too. By the way, I'm not. I'm, this is not a a, a moral lecture, incidentally. And I'm yeah. saying he had to be careful. So yeah, yeah. Therefore, uh, and it, going to movies was expensive when you have uh, you know four kids and five <laughs> if, if one of them's home with you, another one's home. Anyway, so we had uh, and the two adults, so we had a lot to be careful with. So. Whenever at this point, we now had a uh, uh, VCR, 1985. It came out on the you know, it was brand new stuff because now we had this thing called being able to rent. And uh, now it's all brand new. Now we could rent and we rented uh, Ghostbusters and my father. And then uh, they had just discovered that we could rent it and watch it. And we did. And so he tells them, don't ever repeat this. And don't, now be careful with that and this. And then at this time, it was before they had tried to make it uh, illegal. They hadn't said anything about this yet, where you could hook up two VCRs and try to record oh, it. It was it, always it, illegal. <laughs> yes, but to record it and sell it, they hadn't had. What I'm saying is they didn't have the warning on there yet. They hadn't done all that yet. They had. They, I don't think they record. realized people were going to pull that and steal movies. <laughs> so what we would do is we'd watch it. But my grandma, being the sweetheart that she was, my grandma had made it to where you could we could watch it without the words. I was talking about the curse word. She but edited it, was it out. <laughs> it, it, it tried. God bless the sweet soul. She tried. Oh, it was wow. almost impossible to watch it because my grandma had only seen it uh, once. And so she, every time she thought, thought there was going to be a word, and I've seen it once. Uh, so every time she thought there was going to be a word, she would hit pause. You remember those those little wires? They were long wires. Not even that yeah. long wires. And you'd hit pause. Well, they were not even going to say anything, but because she thought that they might. <laughs> uh, so it was like, and then you miss like a half a minute and then you're back. So for my first, uh, how many years, I don't know, uh, of uh, Ghostbusters, let's say three or four or five years of watching Ghostbusters. I didn't know every word of it, which is fine. I don't care about the curse word stuff. I don't want that. <laughs> but at the same time, I didn't even know all the stuff that they were talking about because my grandma, my grandma, God bless her. Uh, oh, wow. Well. Check it out. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, wow. I appreciate the sentiment, but boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we actually had a videotape of it. Now, what's funny and weird about me, uh, like during, you know, we can, I'd watched it all the time when we had the VHS of it, but I'd even, you know, just for, for giggles, I'd like, I, cause I love the effects were just amazing and mind blowing. I would sit yes. there and watch and repeat the whole capture of Slimer multiple times. I would just watch that, that scene because that was amazing. Uh, yes. I watched that part over and over and over My again. My favorite. When we finally did get it, it later on, I bought it. It was the first one to, to get the full time. I bought it. Of course, you know, I'm nuts over it. But uh, this after I was huge in the cartoon and all. But I love the my favorite parts over and over again, as you just said. I grew up pretty darn poor, so I had a wiffle ball bat that was my uh, my proton blaster. <laughs> oh, yeah, so man. Cute. We'd go around and we'd bust ghosts, me and, uh, and Jim next door. And I actually remember Nick, you man. doing that. Heck I remember yeah, you man. doing that. And uh, dude, I remember being excited because in 1988... Well, let's this not get to the second movie oh, yet. I'm let's, sorry. We have we we, we kind of mentioned the cartoons, but I know it's slow down, pump the brakes just a bit. You know, we're pump, still pump, talking pump. cartoons. Pump, pump, pump. pump. So, but uh, yeah, we'll 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 get there. Um, but yeah, so I mean, but now I forgot my train of thought all together. <laughs> we're talking about the movie, yeah. the original movie coming yeah, out. Yeah, original movie, and of course, you know, um, watching it, of course, multiple times. Uh, toys, but yeah, I want to get in there because, like, what of course with the cartoon. And I remember being super excited when they had that cartoon. I, well, heck, when I first 
heard about a cartoon. It was on syndication. And I was like, oh, there's a Ghostbusters. I heard an ad for Ghostbusters. I was like, the logo doesn't look right. What is this? But then I sat and I watched and it was the Filmation Ghostbusters cartoon. I was like, what is this? Yes. And I never got into that cartoon because like, this is not the Ghostbusters that I love. What is this garbage? I got into it eventually, but it came out at the same time. You know, I was like, I was was 10. Um, I was in fifth grade. I liked it because the uh, first of all the animation I like oh, yeah, the, the animation, animation was great and I love one thing I love about filmation they're so smart in and is um, whether it be He-Man or there be Fat Out or whatever the parts they're going to see the most the beginning part and the part where something's changing over they took their time with that animation the rest of it not so much but the parts that really really mattered that they knew that there was their, their let's say dollar animation what they knew there was a moneymaker animation they took their time with it to make it look almost disney-like and with filmation uh i mean with ghostbusters of filmation ghostbusters was no exception because they uh the the hairstyle for instance the main guy on there had that yellow hair mm-hmm. it almost looked like ariel's hairdo in a sense <laughs> in the front of it you know and and it looked like from it, the, the style of it was almost 1940s looking uh, the way they dressed and their car even their car talked their car talked. Oh yeah, and, I think I remember and, that too. Yeah, because he was he, he in front of him was the logo. Right, and it their ghost logo around. thing would move. And yeah, and he almost had a chitty chitty bang bang way of doing things. <laughs> like he would turn into like a missile launching thing. And yeah, he, he would t- he would fly and then he would. I mean, he was a chitty chitty bang bang is what he was. And and then they had Ace the whatever he was, Ape Gorilla whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but it was fun. It was just goofy. Yeah, but I definitely was at the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> I didn't think I. I don't think I started to appreciate until like later in adult uh, years here uh, when they had uh, Cubo, the Cubo channel. When they started, they had the rights for filmation, and they would show He Man and the Masters of the Universe and Shira and Ghostbusters and Brave Star. But I started. I was like, okay, well, let's watch oh, this Ghostbusters Star. there. And I'm like, you know, this actually is kind of silly and fun. But uh, I yeah. still don't like it as much as because uh, I remember, you know, after seeing that, then seeing, you know, when. When a new the new Saturday morning shows were coming up in the fall, you'd have that Friday night where they'd have the special of all oh, of the that. different yeah. stuff. And that's what got me excited. I was like, here's the Ghostbusters I've been wanting to see. It's gonna be on Saturday morning. And I, I remember, remember being super excited and watching I was that so cartoon. Excited. Oh. That was another one. Uh Deke Deke uh made a lot of great fun shows. But all, all over the eighties. My goodness. Their animation, the late eighties especially, their, their animation was not good. Um, but they were also smart in their, their beginning of their shows were great. They knew how to make that their money count because yeah. they knew that you would see the beginning of, for instance, uh, inspector gadget, the beginning, uh, animation of the first, that really great, except for the parts that were from the show itself. Yeah. <laughs> that was not so great. Uh, that's not to say it's bad animation or bad drawing. It's just say it's not that real fine really well crafted yeah. uh well, it's the difference between the cinematic animation versus the mass produced we have to get an episode out for television the hanna barbera yeah, was the masters of, of being yeah, able to that, quickly do the animation to get it up for tv cutter, show. yeah that real cookie cutter as i call it you know quick 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 you got to get done quick you have no choice yeah so you don't but, you don't do quite as many frames <laughs> that's it that's it you know but that drawing style, uh, you know, was so good on some of them. Then with, with Deke, they had to do so fast and, and it was so quick. It wasn't all that great, but I got to tell you, the other problem I had with, uh, when they brought it out, talking about the real Ghostbusters, 
I remember some of the posters they had where it showed the uh, they're trying to get Slimer. I to this day can see it. They're trying to get Slimer, and one of them was on the front of Ecto One. And I want I want to say it's Peter, but I just remember I loved the style and the way the light was shining off of them. But I remember thinking this doesn't look anything like them on the movie. Yeah. And I remember except and uh, I remember thinking, although that does kind of look like except he didn't have the mustache. That does kind of look like that guy. And I and I remember he it was the name I thought at the time of that cigarette, Winston. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, and I guess all I can remember about him, except that he I remember him being an African-American and I could tell that. But that was it. But the, from this picture, you couldn't tell that the color of their outfits had changed. Yeah. They completely and redesigned all the characters and the colors and everything. They were smart enough in this one because it's kind of in the dark, except for the, the kind of glowing thing that was smart. So then when they finally brought it out, I was like, they don't look anything like them. Well, I didn't know anything about the rights to them. Yeah, likeness. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. But they made it work somehow. Yeah. And I, I love the way that, that they, they joked about how they made a movie about us. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like the movie was a, a thing that existed in their world. <laughs> and, and episode 11 or what it was, was brilliant because, I mean, in some ways it should have been episode one. But yeah, where they recount what happened with their uniforms coming to life yeah. and stuff. And also how they meet Slimer and the Slimer yeah. joins them. Yeah, it which was it a novel sense. idea. I mean, to take, you know, the first the first, you know, villain or whatever that they catch and actually turn it into, you know, uh, made him a, made him a cutesy cartoon character, you know. Because he got away at the end of the movie. I remember yeah. at the end of the movie, I kept, I kept saying to myself, well, of course. Not even at the end. He was released everybody, everybody else when they shut down the no, but, unit, the but, movie, but you got that last shot where you see he's still yeah. around. But At the end of the movie, or whatever you want to call it, the end of the frame. He slimes the viewers. <laughs> yeah, he slimes the viewers. And we're like, oh, there's going to be another one, we said. Because that's how you was as a kid. You always got this idea. Oh, they're going to bring out another one. Well, I love it that me being the genius that no one else was, I was like, oh, that's why they had him in cartoon, or that's why he was there, because they had a plan the whole time. Well, you know, yeah, that's that's right. That's what it <laughs> sure, was. Sure, that's our logic. Yeah, I knew it all. <laughs> they made Slimer a lovable character, and, uh, oh, uh, yes, I forgot, H- somebody, oh, I should look this up. Um, Wasn't that Howie Mandel who did that? I, I, was, I was about to look that up. Hang on just a second. Cause, uh, I know you had some great voices. I know you had Arsenio Hall was yes. Winston, and yes. originally you started. Um, he was great. Uh, because uh, Dave Coulier eventually took over as Peter Venkman, but originally yeah. you know, you had oh the voice of Garfield. And I can't think of it. Yes, yes, he was great. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna look it up because my my brain is uh, not to diss Dave Coulier. Um, but he just wasn't I never the same. liked him. Yeah, I didn't uh, like him. Okay, as here that we go. Here we go. Uh, so Lorenzo music. There we go. Yes. Frank Welker. Of course, Frank Welker's, you know, everything. Dr. Raymond says, does Raymond stance? Maurice LaMarche as Egon, which Maurice LaMarche, uh, he's always going to be the brain to me. Yes. Um, you had Laura Summer as Janine Melnitz. Also, you, Kath Susie as Janine Melnitz on 59 episodes. Yeah. Who took, she took over the role. I didn't realize that she had ever swapped her out. Uh, no, they were the, mains, the, the main ones. But uh, see, oh, there's Charlie Adler's name on here. Katie Lee as Jason was a little kid, I guess. I think I remember that episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, just lots of, you know, lots of voices actually participated in this one. But yeah, that's, you know, Lorenzo Music as, as Dr. Peter Venkman. I mean, if you're going to get somebody, this is what's funny. If you're going to get somebody who's going to try to replicate Bill Murray, it's kind of cool to get Lorenzo Music because he's got that dry style. But then it's so funny to me that Bill Murray then go. turned the tables and is the voice of Garfield in the movies. 
not just that. Well, because he had passed on music, right? Did, and and but how brilliant! I thought that was brilliant. You know that they had that. I was like, that's awesome that they did it where he ended up being Garfield. And <laughs> yeah. it was it's perfect. It's per, on both ends. It's perfect. I remember the first time I saw it, and I, and I could hear Garfield. I was like, hey, it's Garfield. I'm like, that's perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect because that is so bill murray in so many yeah, ways it is very bill murray that dry wit uh-huh i don't want to oh, say lazy because he's not lazy but that kind of on a whole nother level that you just don't get <laughs> yeah indeed but yeah i remember that 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 show helped carry us through until finally and i remember uh i i i i think we were at the drive-in again yeah at the drive-in and I remember seeing, you know, they had this building there with these stairs and as there's wind is blowing across and a car, a taxi pulls up and a woman gets out and she starts mm. going up the stairs. She turns and you see it's Sigourney Weaver. And I'm like, oh, hey. And then they showed pink slime coming down the building as she's going inside the building. And then it's like Ghostbusters 2. I was like, oh, my gosh, here it comes. You know, I remember yes. just getting so excited because I had no idea that this was coming, that they had worked on it. Because back in the day, you didn't have the Internet and all this, you know, the, the information, unless you're old enough and you're reading magazines and they're talking about, you know, the latest things coming out. And then I was a kid at the time. I mean, I was I was 10 years, well, no, a little over 10 years old now when uh, being about 12 when the movie came out. I've heard um, rumors, but rumors back then meant someone was on the lunch line. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> heck, we're, heck, I ended up getting a lot of rumor stuff started because Stan Lee would always be talking in the Marvel bullpens about all the different Marvel movies that he was in talks to get going, which he didn't succeed in a lot of stuff. But I was like, oh, well, there's, they're planning an X-Men movie at this time and a Fantastic Four movie at this time. And there's a Spider-Man movie coming this time. And then, you know, 10 years later, it finally, we got a Spider-Man movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, He's brilliant, though, because yeah. he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He knew what he was in. I'm but sorry. We'll he got us all talking saying. rumors and everything. So, yeah, it's, it's like the Batman 89. I was like, I, I, I had heard something about there might be one, but then I didn't know anything was happening until I first saw that first commercial. But, yeah, I remember Ghostbusters 2 seeing that that teaser uh, there. And what, that was mainly just showing... Um, uh, it basically showed Sigourney Weaver going into, of course, the museum and that, that yeah. little clip of scene. And then it followed up with all of them coming and sucking the Gus guys were the Ghostbusters. And yeah. I, mean, I, was, oh, I was flipping the heck out, man. Just so excited for that. But I didn't get a chance to actually see that one until it was in the dollar theater. You know, kids, ask your parents. <laughs> you know, it was on the discount theater for a dollar. And the, the funny thing is Karate Kid Part 3 came out at a similar time. I went into one theater to watch Ghostbusters 2. The rest of my family went in to watch Karate Kid 3. Uh, so I think you got the better deal. I did get the better deal. Big time. Yeah. My goodness. Now, did yeah, you get to I mean, see Ghostbusters 2 in a theater then? Or did you? I did. Okay. I did. You know, it was, so, I, um, I'm trying to remember. It was a dollar one. I probably was a dollar one. The one over there next my, to Kmart, right? Yeah. my Yeah. Uh, Shoto. Yeah. My, the Shoto. That's Shoto Dollar Theater. Yep. We, my, my father, my father loved that theater for yeah. several reasons. I don't want to use the word cheap here. My father was very uh, <laughs> good at saving. He's very frugal. Yeah. Uh, frugal Fred. He was very good at saving money. But one of the reasons why he loved it was because you could, we could go to the theater a lot that way. Yeah. And you never know if you're going to like the movie. So with him, he's like, you just wait a little while. And back then, uh, that was the way it was, depending on how big the film was. And right. in that case, we did see it there quite a bit. But I don't remember if I waited till then. I may have seen it at the theater. I might have gone with my aunt and seen it first, but I don't remember that. I just know for a fact. Oh, no, I remember now. I did go with my father to see Ghostbusters 2 
because he knew I was dying to see it. And he, uh, but that being said, I will say the reason why I didn't see it at the big theater was because of a choice of the family. We didn't choose that. We chose to see from, I guess, my second or third term, whatever it was, to see Batman. And so that's the reason why I didn't see the big theater. However, I love Ghostbusters too. And I did see it at least twice at the theater, at the Dollar Theater. But I was thrilled to see it. And I loved it. And one of the things I got to give credit to the people, uh, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd, was they, they kind of had an interesting battle making that second movie because it's odd as it is, their big battle that they didn't have in the first one was the cartoon, The Real Ghostbusters. In an odd way the real ghostbusters was what kept ghostbusters alive yeah and in a real weird way the real ghostbusters was what was difficult for them because there's no way to compete with them and yet there's no way that they can be them. so by the time the littler kids who weren't really there for that first movie they're like wait this isn't like the cartoon where the if the beginning we're like wait this cartoon's not like that movie (laughs) yeah so it was bizarre so that's where I thought that they were, they did a great job in a way because the odd thing is when you go to see that film and I'm not ruining the film, I'm sure by now you all seen it, but uh, they made that movie to where, you know, during the cartoon, the Ghostbusters are great. But by the time the second movie starts, oh, for the last five years, we've been out of the job. And we're like, what? What? (laughs) What's going on? We've been watching the cartoon. Doesn't the cartoon matter? Nope, not canon. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's not canon, which we didn't know what that meant at the time. Yeah. That didn't really, now that's a common statement or whatever. <laughs> right. that, but back then, that wasn't the way it was. Back then, everything that had something's name, you know, stamped on it, went together pretty much. Yeah. So we thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way our brains worked. But, yeah. you know, my my weird story about seeing that, though, in the theater is, okay, my family goes to the Karate Kid 3. I go to Ghostbusters 2. I was the only one in that theater. Alone? All by myself. And what? the weird thing is Ghostbusters 2 actually has a good creepy moment. I mean, it's it's funny a little bit when they're down in the in the subway. Yeah. And you have that whole scene, but all of a sudden we have all these heads on pikes and that suddenly oh. pop up. Oh, that was freaky, dude. And I was a little whoa, yeah. you know, by myself. And there was like, I was like, well, that's a little creepy. And I, I was with Winston and he's going, What about the packs? What about the packs? I was like, Yeah, Winston, go get your packs. Come on. <laughs> There's some serious love, crap in here. I just love Ernie Hudson, man. Yes, he is indeed. so great. And I'm sure everybody knows this, but not because I, I happen to like Eddie Murphy a lot, but yeah. I am so glad that he didn't end up being in the films because that's what made me an Ernie Hudson fan. And anytime I see Ernie Hudson on anything, I'm like, oh, I'm watching it. I'm not yeah. kidding. Anytime I love Ernie Hudson. Yep. Yeah, I've seen him in The Crow. There was a, a, a short lived TV series, only one season, 10 8, that he was on that I really enjoyed. And, and I saw him in a couple of movies the other day that I was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm not kidding you. I stopped what I was going to do just because I saw he was on it. I watched it because I love Ernie Hudson. Yeah. I relate with, oh, you remember he was on the cowboy way. He played a cop on there. Huh. On the cowboy way. Well, he always seems and to play a cop or somebody in uniform. He just wears he, it well. He does. And I'm telling you, he is so great on there on a cowboy way. Uh, if you ever get a chance to watch that movie, I think I've seen gonna, it once with you. Yeah. You're going to like Ernie Hudson in that film. 
he he plays a guy who tells people uh, about a wonderful old black cowboy. Is what he says. A wonderful black cowboy. He goes, he goes, a black man like me. And he tries to, and suddenly by the end of it, he's like, he becomes almost a cowboy himself. He's like, come on, boys. <laughs> he's oh, great. Goodness. <laughs> he's awesome. I love Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Well, heck, in the original cast, because we mentioned like Eddie Murphy was the original idea. And before John Belushi had died, uh, John yes. Belushi was going to be playing Peter Vakeman. Peter Vakeman, uh, yeah. So. And I, who knows what it would have been. I, you know, I haven't seen a lot of stuff with John Belushi. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, it could have been almost a completely different thing. Uh, yeah, style. It would have been completely different. Yeah. That's for certain. So I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of glad that we got that Bill Murray because Bill Murray, you know, it's because Bill Murray's Bill Murray, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, different, completely different type of character. Uh, yeah. than Belushi for certain. And Harold Ramis is the you know it's you you don't think about the sense of humor of Harold Ramis except for you know Dan oh, Aykroyd came up with the concepts of all this and Harold Ramis is what added a lot of the humor into the movies. Yeah. That was his biggest influence because he Ramis, he was great Ramis, at this yeah. with the funny stuff and then but he was able to play Egon as such this straight character. And I got so used to that that when you go and you watch Stripes and you see him actually cracking more of a smile and a different character. Uh, but even anytime I saw Harold Ramis, like, uh, oh, what was that movie? It had uh, Jack Nicholson and um, um, uh, Helen Hunt, uh, as good as it gets. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Harold Ramis says it pops in as the, the pediatrician in there. Yeah. He, I, I couldn't help it. I was like, yeah, it's Egon. <laughs> and the, the thing the thing I love about Harold Ramis is even the stuff that you don't know that he did, that, for instance, he directed National Lampoon's Vacation, the original. Oh my and goodness! Now, the, and just to know that the one who wrote it is my all-time favorite of those, and that's John Hughes. Oh, he wrote yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But, but to know, so you get two great minds together like that. Then he directed and uh, wrote. I'm talking about uh, Groundhog uh, Day, didn't he? Didn't Groundhog he write Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day, yes. Mm-hmm. He wrote the song in that. He wrote oh, yeah. the song of the uh, uh, it wouldn't uh, yeah he had his whole thing about Groundhog Day on there he sung, uh, mm-hmm. a song about that uh, prediction show etc that's him he wrote that so Harold Ramis was a lot more of a genius than people yeah. realize it and, and then I him say and, genius then I don't mean that he's a great director and him and Brown Doyle Murphy being the two guys on the radio in the morning it was yes. awesome yes <laughs> uh, I love Ground, it yeah, wake Groundhog up, Day uh, yeah, Groundhog get your buddies because it's cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> he's brilliant oh, he's just a brilliant guy yes. he really was uh, he was he was even on uh, if you ever seen the movie Baby Boom Harold oh, Ramis my goodness. I was the remember. boyfriend yeah he was the boyfriend I don't boyfriend think I watched the there. entire movie now think about it well if you, well, if you ever get a chance again Harold Ramis plays the boyfriend kind of the jerk boyfriend in the sense that he wouldn't stay with uh, uh, Diane Keaton because he decided to keep the baby mm. so he left her before it and uh, but anyway but he he does a great job in it Except that he's so affable, you know he's acting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he did a good job in the movie. Oh, indeed. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, before we get into Afterlife, we got to mention what I consider to be the canon Ghostbusters 3. Yes. The game, the 2011 game, because it was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. Yes. And, uh, I mean, and the cool thing about the game is it, uh, they figured they knew exactly what us as fans wanted from a Ghostbusters experience. And I mean, besides bringing back the entire cast, other than Rick Moranis, who, you know, hasn't done anything in a long time uh, as far as film, he's, you know, putting out some music and stuff, apparently. Yes. Um, but because we, we got a chance to, to fight Gozer as the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man again and mm-hmm. even dealt with Evo Shandor back again, having a, a ghost island and having an, yet another plan to bring something into the world of course he brings gozer back but you know he mentions at one point well gozer's now failed me twice 
Yes. Uh, but like you actually have to fight the ghost of Evo Shandor at one point yeah. when he becomes the architect, which I don't want to spoil the ending because I don't know if you've seen the entire game. But uh, Mostly, so not all of you. getting to have that in there. And the cool thing is, is I think they acknowledge the canon in, in Afterlife because if you look at what Evo Shandor is wearing, and I don't want to say too much on this. It's the same outfit you find in paintings of Evo Shandor in the game. I saw that. Actually. I love it. They made it look. It's like, yeah. so like the game is definitely, and even I think Dan Aykroyd is saying, so what well, we gave you a Ghostbusters three, we just made it as a game. Uh, but then of yeah, course we did. found the yeah. announcements of afterlife, which is there anything we want to throw in before? Cause there's been other games. There yes. was a real Ghostbusters arcade um, game. Uh, yes, there was I that, do, that terrible Atari slash Nintendo game. That was terrible. That you Not just that games. Um, yeah, I have a, a book, a book of it's all this Ghostbusters stuff. In fact, I was looking at it sitting right here, a uh, book from DK Books and all. I, I need to get a copy of that. that. Yeah, uh, well, if they bring out a new version with all the movie and everything put together, I will That'd give nice. you this copy. Nice. But um, uh, you or Freddie want one of y'all because, <laughs> you know, because you're deep in it too. But probably you because, you know, you've been with me longer than those such a run. So I'm going to take a glance here. But in, in it, not only that, they showed all the comic books. I used to have all these comic books from the real Ghostbusters cartoon. They were in comic book form. I used to have all those. Well, I can't remember which company. I don't remember if it was uh, Dark Horse or one of those. But our image or one of them, but they used to have a, a Ghostbusters comic that was supposed to be canon at the time. And a few years ago, might have been 10 years ago now or, or close to that, around the time of the game, they had a comic book that was a little different, but it was called Ghostbusters 3 is what they called it for a time. And it was like a fan way of saying this should have been the Ghostbusters three that we always wanted type of thing. And I, it might've been before the game. And they even had a, a comic book called Ghostbusters four. And that was, and they, it started off. It had the Ghostbusters symbol with a, uh, or might've been after that game, but anyway, it had the Ghostbusters symbol and that Ghostbusters symbol had like four fingers up, all four fingers up. Mm. And, and it was like, so I, I mean, I'll have to look it up and read it to you here. Let's see if I can find it. But, uh, uh I thought that was, is this the the Ghostbusters, the ultimate visual history? Is that the, yeah. to be it? I found it here. Uh, of course, a Walmart.com had, well, of course, they got one review as a one star. thirty eight seventy nine. Somebody's trying to sell this thing for. Yeah, no, I got it for on sale for uh, when it first came out, uh, for like 20 at the time. But, uh, well, I, it was given a gift to me, but at the time it was on sale for pretty cheap. But I'm sure they'll make another stuff for it. But let me yeah. look at here what these uh, Ghostbuster combos are called. Um, it's got a lot of neat stuff in the back here. It got even has pictures of the toys in it. My goodness. Uh, and we're talking about some that I own even, and even the original toys of the real Ghostbusters. Here's the comics right here. Uh, and they did a pretty good job. I mean, it's, it's a neat book. It really is. Um, and there's even been some recent comics. Oh, um, IDW has got the rights now. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at, IDW. I couldn't remember the name of it. And uh, I think that's the same company, I'm pretty sure, that brings out the comics I'm loving of uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. So, and it, it shows the game, by the way, that which we were talking. Um, it talks about that. Uh, but anyway, it has basically, just like with the Big Trouble in Little China ones, there's basically the uh, Ghostbusters sequels uh, that are in these comic books that... that uh, I, they pretty much go along with it. So right along with that game, they have comic books from IDW that go along with what would have happened or what would have could have been. And uh, I don't see the official name and I don't want to keep you waiting. So, Oh, I'm getting to see uh, on uh, big bad toy store. Apparently they have a copy of the book for 50 bucks, but uh, you can uh, 
see a lot of the images from inside the book. Uh, a lot cool. of neat stuff. Some of the Ectomobile Mark II uh, artwork of some of the designs. Yes. Looks like a, it was half a taxi cab from, uh, from yes. the drawing I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty neat stuff. Um, like I said, if I ever get a copy of it, if they ever redo this and with some, adding some of the new movie and all stuff in there, you know, uh, you'll be the one. I yeah. to I mean, of course, I might, if they put out a new one, I might be buying myself a copy oh, of that no, too. No. You never know. You never know. We'll give this to the, yeah. the, the little Fred Fred. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness, my goodness. But yeah, and we were not even going to acknowledge the existence of the 2016 movie. It did not happen. No, no. It Basically, you know what happened, Jeremy? That's uh, an alternate timeline. <laughs> it's the, uh, uh, the new 52. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, what's up, Jeremy and all you lovely listeners out there? This is Tim Nadell from the Saturday Morning Rewind podcast. And I understand you guys are talking about Ghostbusters on this episode, which, oh, Ghostbusters, I don't know where I'm going to start with that because, you know, people of, of our age, Jeremy, we're, we're old, by the way, um, we grew up with Ghostbusters, you know. Me, I think the first time I watched the first movie, I didn't see the first one in the theater. I want to say we had to have watched it at home video, rented it, you know, probably 85, 86. And ever since then, it's been one of my all-time favorite movies. It's definitely in my top ten for favorite movies of all time. And, of course, we got the real Ghostbusters cartoon, which I adored. I mean, that cartoon, watch it today, and that cartoon holds up extremely well. I mean, it's so entertaining still and kind of scary, you know? (laughs) I remember the kid is is a little little freaky, but I loved it. And the, the toys... My uh, one of my favorite toys of all time. I'm actually holding it in my hand as we speak. Is the Egon with the fright features? Um, I think it came out '87, '88, and uh, you pull his arm down, and his head pops up, mouth pops open, his tie flies up. Always been one of my favorite toys ever since my grandpa bought it for me when I was a when I was a kid. I think about seven or eight. And uh, anyways, Ghostbusters, flawless movie. I uh, rewatched both the movies on Friday to prepare for the new movie. Um, first one is still just as good as I remember it. Of course, second one, not as good, but still enjoyable. And honestly, the new one, I enjoyed it. It was a nice little tribute to uh, the Ghostbusters that we love. So can't wait to hear this episode. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Well, are we ready to review this new movie? Yes. Because we're, 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 we already ran an hour, so here we go. Let's, let's do it. <sighs> Want to see a movie? Yeah. Any good? It was bad? I'm fuzzy on the whole good-bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A fandom a nexus, nexus movie review. Okay, now I'm going to kick this off, though. Uh, let me find the audio again. Uh, we did hear from Lost Boy Eric. Wonderful. And he's got a review here. Uh, let's take a listen. He also shares some fun memories. So, It was the summer of 1984. My parents had left me and my brothers and sisters at our grandparents' home while they had a date night out. Just mom and dad going to see this new movie that had come out. 
after the show as they drove us back home, they told us about this movie they had seen. One that had featured slime and a green ghost and a huge monster made out of marshmallows at the end of the movie. The next morning, we had our family stereo on and we heard the first strums of an electric guitar. And our parents said, oh, 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 turn it up. We need to listen to this. And we were soon singing along to the very catchy lyrics. Eventually... Our family was able to rent the VHS copy of this movie, and it quickly became a favorite in our home. Five years later, I was on a Scout Jamboree trip. The sequel to this movie had come out, and my family went to go see it while I was on this trip. No fair. But I found the novelization of the movie, and I read that all the you know through the rest of the Jamboree. Well, I did eventually get to see that on VHS. Over the years, I got to uh, catch up with that movie, also through our local VHS rental store. You know, I watched the real cartoon. One of my first DVD purchases was the box set of both of these movies. Well, I just want to thank the folks who reminded me last night of that kid, 37 years ago, listening to every word of what his parents had seen that night. Ghostbusters Afterlife, it's a definite, uh, it definitely gets you in the nostalgia feels. It is fantastic. It hit all the right notes for me. Um, this is nostalgia done right. It's fan service done right. And I'm looking forward to see where they go with it now. I liked it. I loved it. And I cannot wait to see it again. I, I can echo that sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> it did hit all the right buttons. Uh, and there are you know, some critics have been like, oh, there's just too much callbacks. And if you really look at it, uh, and I don't want to spoil anything, but it has a similar plot. Uh, an evil, the evil plot is pretty much similar to the first film. But you know what? I loved that. It gave them a consistent villain. Fact, you know, when we even get to see Shandor's name on the mines, I was like, oh, evil Shandor oh, did more it. stuff. In fact, to kind of quote you all there, I mean, he says, though, you say Ray, and I say, and he gone in the sense that <laughs> like Ghostbusters too. And he gone. I just thought it was a, it was a, it was great. I, I loved it. It was more than what I was hoping for in all reality. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it has a different feel from the original cause it's not being set in New York. No. So, cause I mean, New York is kind of a character almost in the movie. This is what they yeah. say with the original and this one, of course, not having that, but uh, let's run through quick. But I didn't cast. want that though. <laughs> yeah. We have Carrie Coon as Callie or mom, Paul Rudd as Mr. Gruberson, uh, Finn Wolfhard as Trevor McKenna Grace as Phoebe Logan Kim as podcast. I was afraid I wasn't going to like the character of podcast. Because I felt it was going to be a a little bit of a poke. Uh, And it is what I find funny about the character is he's running around with movie equipment. He's got a shotgun mic that you would normally hover because you don't put that in somebody's face. The shotgun mic you put up kind of above and it's it picks up sound from a bit of a distance. And even the sound equipment he's carrying on his hip is not something a podcaster would have. That is actually the sound equipment that you would be filming a movie. And it's almost like the uh, the sound crew gave him here, here. Here's stuff that he can have for to be you know carrying around. But he's actually carrying stuff that I have used when I have filmed student films or and when I worked sound crew and, and student films. So I th- to me, that was pretty funny because I was like, how is this kid getting a hold of movie equipment because that's not the stuff you record a podcast on <laughs> but I, it, was, it was funny but then the okay so you also have celeste o'connor as lucky and of course uh some returning cast 
But it also was fun to seeing J.K. Simmons pop up in a, in a, in a role that I will not say. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. But podcast, actually, I love the character. He was the comic relief. He was the Ray of he, the group. He was, my, he was my favorite. Yeah, he was He was just funny. <laughs> you know, he was just a great character. And that's one of the things that this movie had that the 2016 didn't have is it was actually funny. It was. And yeah. I didn't feel like anyone was trying to make a point. Like, and it, I don't want to pick on 2016, but I felt like everyone, and, and I only saw it the once and no one ever said it. But anyway, uh, this one, it was just for the enjoyment of it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Just I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. And I love uh, that, that uh, they gave Egon's personality to Phoebe. Phoebe, yes. reminded, except for, you know, I, what was fun about it is she was trying to be more social and trying to find ways to make friends. And so she had memorized all these really bad dad jokes. Oh, that she was great. telling the entire time. And even, I love that kid. Even you know, telling it to the bad guy. <laughs> I don't want to mention who the villain is, but I, I just, she comes I, I, up and tells I jokes. Her, I loved that kid because <laughs> I, I felt like she was a. Honestly, she felt like one of my nieces or something. It, <laughs> I felt like I knew her. I felt like she was a niece of mine. I got several yeah. nieces. She felt like one of my nieces or something. And I was like, man, I love that kid. Yeah, she, she did a great job. Yeah, what a great actress. She too. did great because she, she was like a little Egon. And oh my goodness, they went for all the feels because uh, you, you, pretty early on, you kind of see what's going on with her, that she needs a little help to put her on the right path. And you kind of know who's doing it. And you're just like, every time something would happen. Oh, I, my, I got the feels every time I was like, grandpa, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> every time. Now I do have a couple of minor bones to pick with the movie. Cause I have to be fair. And you know, mainly this is stuff just done because we needed some excuse for story and for the nostalgia. So you needed to have, I guess the original ghostbusters to kind of be split up. So it's even more of an impact when they come back. But when she, 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 I, I love the fact that they acknowledge something that's in the, um, in the game. If you listen to the answering machine, uh, somebody calls the Ghostbusters line trying to get a hold of Ray's occult books, indicating that the old phone number was still, Ray still owned that phone number and was still using it, and it become the phone number for Ray's occult books. So she actually gets the phone number off of the YouTube watching their old ad and gets a hold of, of, of Ray at his occult bookstore. Which is the only acknowledgement we get from Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, Yeah, that's the only bit of part 2 we really get to acknowledge. Although uh, Jason Reitman has says, no, no, 2 is definitely still canon. We just didn't really need to use it much. But here's, 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 here's what bugs me. Throughout their history, Ray and Egon have been kind of on the same page. They know about Evo, Evo Shandor and what he's capable of. How is it if Egon is telling them about Shandor making a mine and going to bring about the end of the world out in Oklahoma that Ray doesn't believe him? That made no sense to me, but that was that was kind of an important thing because they made it, you know, part of the story. But it's part of the story that doesn't make sense. So that bugged me. The other thing that bugs me is you have this great big finale where you have this uh, massive trap catching all kinds of ghosts. And there is a certain ghost who, because of plot and because we would and also because we would hate to have seen it happen. There's one ghost that, despite all the power of the trap, is not getting pulled in. And I, I sat there. I was like, oh, no, what are they going to do about and I, you know, I'm not going to say anymore because I don't want to spoil anything. But, uh, you know, it didn't happen. And I'm glad nothing happened. But I was like, how did nothing happen? If you have that much power pulling all these spirits out of the sky and all this stuff in, how did he not get affected? But other because, than that, other than, because uh, plot. I, I already caught it. I already <laughs> caught it. Because 
in the beginning of it, there was a uh, stuff that was already set up. Uh, he kind of knew what he was getting. It was going to happen to him. Yeah. He but, had it set. He had a set. But anyway, there, that's part of the plot. What's well, that's why you need to see it more than once. I already realized I got to see it again because there's a couple things that were missed. But he actually has it set that way. Uh, anyway, well, he wasn't will, he wasn't standing close. I guess the only thing you get yeah. is that he must have been far enough away because yeah, you know. because he. But anyway, he had it set up. Anyway, we can't talk about it because yeah, I, you, I bet people have already figured it out if they haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, well, well yeah, we're we trying to be careful here. I really am. Anyway, well, but they they have it. That's why that's why some movies are deep thinkers, if you want to call it that. And you had to see more than once, but. And I will, but I don't know about the theater, but I will see it, of course, more than once. <laughs> Heck yeah, you better believe I'm buying that Blu-ray. Oh, I haven't said I'm going to probably because I don't have them on Blu-ray yet. The original two. Oh, brother, you got to get them. Well, I got them on DVD. So oh, what I will do. Plus, you got access to my voodoo account. So, yes. <laughs> so eventually, eventually I will get them uh, all together on man. I may even get 4K because I now have the ability yeah, to watch you that. You do. <laughs> you do. Although you can watch 4K off that digital as well. Oh, that's true. I believe that's so. True. Yeah, I think so. Or at least the Ultra HD. I don't know. Sure. Either way, it should Either look pretty way, good on a, your nice TV. But whenever this <laughs> one comes out, they'll probably yeah. have a special set, and that's what I'll get. Yeah, you know? you'll probably get all four movies, though. <laughs> well, if that's how it is, it is, and there'll be something I can give away as a present. <laughs> you, you can make a Frisbee out of the disc. Oh, uh, I don't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> And a nice, I will say this as a nice thing to that film. I will say this. It was a nice attempt. And, um, at least we have fans who believe it's good to try new things. There you go. That's a nice way to say that. Yeah. Although that movie doesn't exist back on the afterlife, which yes. <laughs> I didn't understand why it was titled afterlife until I realized what was happening after yes. that first scene. And, and and especially when they come to the house and I realized that uh, that house is haunted. I was like, Oh, yeah. somebody's having an afterlife right here. And that afterlife is, <coughs> uh, it's, it's kind of, it's crucial. Uh, and I, and I loved it. The, the way they would do things with lights coming on to show Phoebe the way to different things. And also a little bit of a, a, almost an accidental Pixar nod with the lamp that would move around and look at different things and show different things. It was very, <laughs> that I thought was cute. That was adorable. Uh, I loved it. And, and you know, it also reminded me of Ghostbusters two a little bit. Remember when they had the, uh, the toaster, toaster <laughs> and, and everything jumping around. Yes. It, it, it reminded me of that in the sense that, to see an appliance almost being alive in a sense. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and it, it also reminded me a little bit of not that this is the same thing, but it reminded me a little bit of Pixar with the, their little. Yes, lamp. exactly. Yeah. It was still so, Pixar. <laughs> yeah. I was By like, accident. I like it. By yeah, accident, I, like, I think. Yeah. Exactly. I liked it, though. It was really cute. Yeah. And of course, we got our new little little fun uh, ghost muncher. Muncher, uh, yes. Oh, I kind of wanted Slimer to make an appearance just me for fun. Too, but, me too. But we got Muncher. Muncher was a fun Speaking ghost and a great she, chase scene, chasing Muncher all oh, around town. Oh, man, that was, that, that was one thing I really enjoyed, too. Of course, the great thing, too, is now with computer effects, things are so easy for I say easy. I, I don't mean easy in the, is in the sense that they don't have to work because they do have to work to make these special effects happen, but not near the effects. Uh, I mean, the, the hard work they had to do back in the day. I mean, my goodness, back in the day, they had to have stop uh, motion. They had to have puppetry. They had to take all that away with green screen and everything else, man. Nowadays, that that's a cinch compared to the way it used to be. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it takes a lot to make it look good on a computer. And, oh, yeah. And even the stuff they they can do now with putting people's faces in the right places. Oh, and that's yeah. all I'm going to say about that. But there is a guy, Bob Gunton, who is credited as the ghost farmer. And I bet you know what that means. Because mm-hmm. they, they had to have somebody there, didn't they? Yeah. Because the only ghost farmer I remember is a dirt farmer. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I'll tell you what. Um, you know, well, I can't say some of these things. But anyway, what I was going to say was they did do a, a truly good job um, when you have memory scenes. Yeah, memory scenes. Uh, I like some of the memory scenes where they, they try to have memory scenes of some people who are no longer with us, and they do a good job with that um, because you have to have people look alike. Yeah. And so I thought they did a good job with that. Very good job. And definitely on this one, there's a mid roll credit scene and a final end credit. Yes, Stay until the very, 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 very end because they do set things up to be like, oh, are we going to get another movie? Mm-hmm. And I think we will because this. Uh, well, uh, I was already hearing that uh, this this made a lot of money for being you know trying to come back from a pandemic. This had a very successful weekend. I'm not surprised at all. So uh, it's making money out there, and it will continue to make money, uh, especially because you know the the oh, the soundtrack. What was the guy's name? I Robert Simonson. It. Oh my goodness, he pulled inspiration and pulled some music directly from uh, the original uh, movie. Uh, oh. Um, Elliot, no, not Elliot Goldendahl. Oh, man. I forgot the guy who did the composing on the original movie, but he went and, and took some of his cues and brought them back around and reused some of his cues in his score for Afterlife, which really brought back all the feels. In case you weren't having enough of the feels, yes. you, you were getting lots and, of the feels. And I am not surprised to see what people on Facebook that were saying that uh, with some stuff that happens by the end, that there's a few tears. I'm not oh, surprised yeah. because there was some stuff. That and I, I can say, understand to the composer. Um, I, well, I don't remember his name. You said it, but I don't remember. But boy, what a great job he did! Because um, one thing he did that was brilliant in this uh, film was that he would use some of the music slightly, but in the background you'd hear this little bit, da-da, da-da, and this really barely, and then and then it suddenly before long he'd bring it out you're like yes yeah he'd bring it but he was good because he'd give you a hint knowing that it would start bringing back your emotions and then somewhere i care about like, copyright humming there <laughs> oh yeah he's a brilliant brilliant composer because he knows that you don't give him everything right away yeah don't yeah, don't do it. You don't do it right away. You wait. You yep. hit it. You're like a like a fisherman. Bring in that hook. <laughs> yep. Couple special things though to look for. Stella Ackroyd as a deputy mudjuck or medjuck. I don't know how they're yes. yeah, they didn't say her yes. name, but she pops up. Also, the Disney connection. Josh Gad was the voice of Muncher. Oh, that's who it was. Yes. Oh, neat. And uh, somebody named Sarah Nato Shaney is the voice of the mini Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, which totally steal the show for oh, a while. They sto- <laughs> I, I, here's the thing. You and I talked about this on the way home, but they reminded me like the scenes from Gremlins. Yes, they were they, like Gremlins. And, 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 and they were so cute. You could, you didn't want anything bad to happen to any of them. You're like, Oh, I loved them. I loved but them. They were and, definitely honorary little things. Oh, yeah, that's why I said gremlins. <laughs> yeah, you were. Were, oh. he loved them. And I'm telling you, Paul Rudd, he's just so great. I love oh, that guy. He's the sexiest man alive this year. 
Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. Uh, and and after a live, apparently, according to this movie, because yeah. 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 I think mean, oh. after live, you know, might I say he's a local from Overland Park, Kansas? Yes, he most certainly yes, is, sir. So we love Paul Red around here. He's he's one of us. Even he's though he's from Kansas, so. but that, that's you know we'll, we'll take. Ah, him. well, it's still our area. It's still yeah. our area. I yeah. can I can get to his hometown in in twenty minutes. You know, <laughs> I first like I said this before. I'm sure, but the uh, first time I knew that he was from around here because uh, he said from Kansas City uh, and all that. Because whenever I saw him on a talk show in 1995, he was talking about or no 1994, he was talking about uh, clueless. Like, I don't remember. I think clueless, yeah. yeah, clueless would have been about that time. Yeah, he said clueless, and he said something about being from Kansas City. Uh, and they said, whereabouts case? They said, he says, well, he does, uh, I spent a lot of time, uh, I grew up in Independence. He says, I'm like, Independence. I'm like, Independence? Really? Oh, cool. Yeah, that's what he said at the time, anyway. And uh, and so he was probably just talking about the whole area. Yeah. But that's what he had said. That's kind of generally how we work, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, when you say Kansas City, you're talking about uh, you know, Clay Como, yeah. Lee Summit. We go into those, you, you go, those suburbs and everything. Yeah. Well, I don't know, know if y'all even remember this, but back when, back in, in 1989, again, if you go back to that time, I guess 88 when it came out, the the song Kokomo came out. Yeah. And then we and, had a local parody from a local radio uh, station, the Clay Como. Down in Clay Como. Which is actually where the church is at. <laughs> and today, I was at, in Clay Como and they were celebrating the 75th anniversary of Clay Como today. <laughs> So, so it all comes together. It all fits. It all fits. It all fits. <laughs> but overall, we definitely recommend this movie. You gotta go and go more than once. Yeah, yeah. It's that's it, right. You're gonna love it. You're gonna have a good time. Uh, there is a little bit more innuendo, I think, towards at one point of it than was in the original movie, or maybe I don't know. Well, I just want to definitely in the movie. there. So yeah, that's definitely in there. There's really not much language. There was a little bit of language. No, yeah, a little. But, I, uh, I would say there's the innuendo in the first one. It's like when they're there. So I don't know if it's more than. Or not, but it's but there. <laughs> it's there. It so, kind of fits with the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not as uh, detailed, I think, as uh, one particular scene in the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, but yeah. there is enough conversation uh, because I mean, we all know from the first film, the, the keymaster and the and the and the and the gatekeeper. Yeah. Those might have had a bit more friendly relationship than what uh, was shown on screen, and uh, they kind of get in and mention that, and so there's some conversation. <laughs> That's what Miranda says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and of course Lewis would brag about it. You know, hey, oh, of course. Hey, one time I was a dog, and they helped me. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. But anyways, we really got to wrap this up. Sure. So, uh, of course, oh, and I, you know, I forgot to bring out my list of notes, but I just want to remind everybody to visit NeverlandPodcast.com and look there in the middle of the screen. You'll find a link for my podcast reviews. If you happen to have a podcast, you click in there and for a low yearly fee, you can get all your reviews sent right to your email from all over the world. So you can get a look at all your emails and even set things up to have some uh, reviews automatically appear on your website. We, of course, also want to thank Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, uh, Karen Kennedy, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Radio Show for helping me out with uh, my sounders. And Flack, you heard Ricky Pope now has fixed my voice problem that I had on our movie review bumper. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. We, have, of course, have two Facebook groups, uh, well, a group and a fan page if you go to Neverland 
podcast. Also, make sure go to our Patreon. We really survive by Patreon, so please come to Patreon and help us out because uh, you know, I give the show to you for free, but it does cost me quite a bit of money. And if you'd like to help me out for as little as a dollar a month, and you know what happens when you when you contribute, you get to hear the show without the commercials there at the beginning. And I might start shoving commercials right in the middle just to annoy you. Uh, but you can get this <laughs> ad free. You get your own RSS link, and you also get some special stuff that maybe I edit out of the show that you get to see plus also occasionally some videos when i interview people occasionally i do get some video of that so yes come and join patreon and get a lot of nice little fun perks plus like i said it helps me out but as we have to say at the end of every show get lost in an adventure Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.